1: It was great. It was such an electric environment. I thought it was such a blessing to be able to be in that environment. I mean, I know so many people would love to play in that kind of environment on this stage. And I think it was just a great opportunity for our team.
0: Here come the Irish. What a run! Touchdown! Play of the year for the Irish.
2: Hey, welcome to the on NBC Podcast, I'm your host, Corey Robinson. Today is, is a sad day. I'm still in mourning. I'm not wearing black, but I'm still in mourning after that Ohio State loss on the last play of the game, last second. It was just so sad. <laughs> so what texted me? And they said uh, it was heartbreaking. And I and I just I didn't know what to say, so I didn't I didn't reply for a day. I, I had to go for a walk, I had you know to go to church, say some prayers, but this is a big week. We got Duke coming up ranked team, another back to back college game day. Wow. So, you know, what, what are the thoughts we think about Ohio state? I remember when I was there last year and it kind of played out the same way. The first half was a slugfest and it was low scoring. But then the second half, Ohio state really exploded last year. This year, same thing. Ohio state led at three and a half total slugfest. And then the second half, Notre Dame showed some really nice bright spots of life. And I thought, okay, sign, seal, delivered. I'm yours, like a Stevie Wonder hit, right? Not so fast. That last two minute drive was both, I mean, I felt, I felt every emotion, every emotion. I, I, I think one thing that I, I do think was really critical in hindsight, you know, hindsight's always 2020. but when J.D. Bertrand had that uh, penalty on, on the punt, that extra five yards, I always think to myself, I mean, what would have what changed? But you can't do anything about it. Let's just move forward. Now, we saw some good things from from Notre Dame against that Ohio State team. Go toe-to-toe with the top six team in the country. That's encouraging. I really thought Coach Friedman's comments after the game as well were were encouraging this idea of full potential. Well, guess what? It's trickling down to the rest of the team because Maris Leifel is joining the podcast today. And he mentioned this idea of playing to the full potential, um, that kind of interesting Comment that we keep seeing Coach Freeman say, Maris brought it up during our interview. So without any further further ado, I'd like to welcome Maris into the podcast. It is now my pleasure to have Maris Leabow into the podcast. Maris, welcome, welcome. You know, just let's just kind of uh, just right to it, rip off the bandaid. Well, after a couple days
1: here of Ohio State, looking at that that game, what were your biggest takeaways? Um, I think just. That we, I just, we learned so much about ourselves as a team. We learned more so where we need to get better. And I think that's just gonna help us moving forward.
2: As a, personally, when you saw, you know, that game, what was it like to play in that environment? And, and, you know, for the, coming down to the last play, like what, what kind of, what was going through your mind out there?
1: It was just, it was great. It was such an electric environment. I thought it was such a blessing to be able to be in that environment. I mean, I know, so many people would love to play in that kind of environment on this stage. And I think it was just a great opportunity for our team. So let's
2: talk about your journey, right? Generally uh, from from your time at Notre Dame. So let's walk me through this ankle injury you had, you know, 2021 dislocated ankle, you know? I'm trying to think, I know high ankle sprains, low ankle sprains, but a dislocated ankle, what, what is that rehab process, what was that like for you? Like, I've never really, like, I've never actually come across that one before.
1: Well, first of all, it hurt a lot. Um, besides that, I mean, funny story. It was, I actually put it back in place on, like after it happened, right after it happened. And, um, you physically were just like, yeah, my foot was a little off. So, I mean, you could have envisioned that, but I just kind of moved it back to where it was supposed to be. So, but yeah, it was really, yeah. Um, I also broke my fibula. And so like, I was kind of rehabbing both. I had, um, my calf muscle disappeared. So a lot of my rehab was getting my calf um, stronger, uh, just working the little muscles around my ankle, and it's still um, like I still work on my mobility, just because the surgery was meant to make it tighter so that it was more like stable, and so I have to work on my mobility still in um, my ankle, my right ankle. Still, yeah, um, just like here and there, it's um, the left side is. Definitely more flexible than the, my right side, but there's no soreness. It's just like, it's when the surgery naturally is more stiff than the mm-hmm. other side, than my other side.
2: Yeah, yeah I can't believe you put it back in place. Wow. Uh, so yeah. going into 2022, then like, think about, I guess, were you, did you feel, cause you said it really hurt at that time. I don't know necessarily the the, the, the trajectory of that rehab, but did you feel like a hundred percent going into that season, uh, Ohio State last year?
1: Yeah, I felt great. Um, I think I think getting back to football, getting back to real football game situations was, took a little bit of time, but I, I definitely felt hundred percent in terms of my ability and whether I should be on the field or not. And let's
2: go back to the very beginning, if you will, because you know I, I play with a lot of guys from Hawaii, and, and island seems like I don't know what it is. It's just like a feeder to Notre Dame. <laughs> like everyone's coming out of Oahu or just it's like, I don't understand. So when you were growing up in the island, what was, what was the first time that you kind of, uh, you you recognized Notre Dame as a place that you might want to go or even as a place that interested you?
1: It was in high school. So Robbie Toma um, was my coach in high school. And so he I that's how I made the connection to Notre Dame. Uh, he put me in contact with the, the special teams coordinator at the time and it wasn't until really my senior year where Notre Dame came to the picture, and I thought that that would be a place I could be at in my future.
2: Did you get to to visit before you, you came on freshman year? Uh, so can did you say you, that again? Like, how, how many times did you uh, take the long flight from the islands to South
1: Bend in, in, before you uh, enrolled? Oh, one time. I just only yeah, one time. yeah, yeah, only one time.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a long flight, man. Do you do you ever uh, your family get to come to the games and, and see you play? Um, you just, you said, can
1: they come out to the games? Does your family often come out, uh, make that trip? Um, Yeah. So they, I mean, I think every year the most they try to make is like two, if they can, just because it's so expensive so far, they got work and everything. So, and when they come, they want to stay and spend time with me because they they haven't seen me in a while and it's a long trip. So they don't want to just come and go. Um, Like my mom loves home games because she can come and spend time and stay a little and uh, that way, she can see me after the game, as opposed to away games where she just see me and, and say bye like quickly. So that's how it works. Yeah. That's wonderful, man.
2: So let's talk about your, your personal development. We talked about the overcoming the injury. We talked about you know how you came into Notre Dame from the islands. Um. And by the way, I played with Robbie. Yeah, he, he was a receiver. Yeah. Oh, really? And
1: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah.
2: That's really cool that he was your coach. Um. Mm-hmm. When you when Coach Free, you know, he started off as obviously the Linebackers coach before you know he became head coach. What did he teach you when he first came in as that position coach?
1: Uh, coach Free helped me to to just play play free. Um, he taught me a lot of just. I mean, his system was definitely a lot different than uh, Coach Golden's, but his philosophy was just to let us let us play free, uh, play fast, and I, that's one thing I loved about his his whole uh, defense.
2: And then now with Coach Golden, you know,
1: how have you? taking the next step in your own personal development? I've I've learned so much more about the game uh, just when he came in. Um, Coach Golden knows so much about the game. Uh, there's, like, little things here and there that I never really thought about. Um, he's helped me the, to, to know more the defense as a whole as a, as opposed to knowing my personal job on the field. And that's helped me to uh, take a next step further in um, increasing my football IQ, I think. Yeah, you know, when, when you think about,
2: like, I got this been a little time with Coach Golden, and it was like he just—he just knows. He played, like coached every position. He knows all this stuff, like especially the NFL. You know, when you're going through these rabbit holes with him, do you ever do that? Where you're just saying, "Hey, tell me about these great NFL teams," or "Tell me about you know these old tape and old players that I should watch." Do you ever do that?
1: Yeah, um, sometimes I'll, I'll talk about what the the Bengals with him. Obviously, because he came there um, after the Super Bowl game. I mean, just talking about that experience. Not so, Not many people get to experience that, and it's just like um, he always talks about those backers and how smart they were, how much they, how much of a leader, how much uh they were leaders on the field, uh, how much they communicated, and just that, just the way they really were out, like their presence on the field was so important for their success on defense and as a whole.
2: Yeah, how do you think about the linebacker position? Because many people, the first thing they say is, oh, they're the quarterback of the defense. You know, in your own words, how, how do you describe that position?
1: I would uh, I would pretty much put it like that. I mean, I say I always think about it the, as as a linebacker. The defense will go as you go. Um, you get the guys up front lined up. You get the guy, the back seven. um you communicate with both the front and the back seven. So, I mean, I think, I always think to myself that the defense will go as the linebackers go. And, and just moving
2: beyond football for a second, stay with me. You know, we like to do, like, the holistic, you know, Notre Dame young man. Um, what are some of the things that interest you beyond football? What do you want to do after the game's over in many, many years?
1: Yeah. That's something that I still think about every day. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what like. There's so many things that that come to my like. I'm not too sure. I'm really not too sure about that. I think about that all the time, and like I'm still trying to figure that out. It
2: hey, look, man. It took me. It took me a long. It took me years yeah. to figure out. So yeah, I feel. Really, at least you're thinking about it every day. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about your time on campus at Notre Dame. Now, you know, obviously in high school, you said. You didn't really, you know, Robbie told you about it, but senior year, yeah, pretty, you know, came into the picture in a big way. You visited once. Now you've been there for a minute.
1: <laughs> what are the
2: special things about Notre Dame in your opinion?
1: I think the special things about this place is truly the people. The people here, I mean, I, I feel like you don't find a lot of teams where they're genuine guys on the team, where they're, everyone's a good person off the field. Um. Where like, people will generally check and uh, check in with you and t- like just talk to you and get to know you, even if you don't really know someone on t- on a team. I think on our team, the guy a lot of guys make that effort to just get to know someone, not just brush people off, even though they don't know them too much. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes this place special is the people.
2: Mm-hmm. And normally we do like these um, kind of like quick lightning round questions. So if you're ready, I can just throw a couple your way. It's all Notre name centric. Got it, ready. ready? Okay, what is the first word you think of when you think of Notre Dame?
1: I think um, just brand. What is your favorite place on campus? The Grotto.
2: Hmm. One spot um, that you have to visit in South Bend is what, or where? Have to visit, Um, can you repeat that? yeah, what, what's, if you, someone was coming to visit you, what's one spot that they would have to go to in South Bend?
1: Um, they would have to go to... I mean, I would, I would take them to campus, Notre Dame's campus. <laughs> You're
0: like, just,
2: just come on over. Yeah, I love that. What, what's, I your first me memory of, what, what's your first memory of Notre Dame?
1: Memory? Yeah, Memory. It was the when I first visited. It was dark and just snowy and cold, and we we seen the campus for the first time.
2: Was was it under the the, the dome was sparkling or something? Yeah, yeah. Was it was it like at that? night,
1: and we we drove in, and it was snowing. I just remember the the dome, the light of the dome, driving down Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, so special. What was your favorite class at Notre Dame? Favorite class? It was. Anthropology of your stuff. What what is that? It's just talked about like things and what they mean to people and how that how that di- how different things like like stuff really like the history of stuff like just how that like is so meaningful to different people and why. Huh. Yeah,
2: we got a Google. It was, that it those, right? Yeah, it, was, it sounds really really meta. Uh, what's your favorite campus tradition? Um, the player walk. Oh yeah. And then finally, to to, to wrap up the, our time together, you another big game, college game they coming up this weekend against the ranked due team. I, I what is the mentality for you guys? Because you play so many big games week after week after week. When you go on the road against an opponent like this, how do you personally, um, you know, prepare for a game like that?
1: Um, I just, I just take it day by day, and I really just focus in on each day to, to make sure that I'm diving into my game, our game plan, and um, just making sure that we know that it's about us more so than our opponent, and reaching our full potential, as Coach Freeman always says. Hmm. The full potential. Well, thank
2: you so much, Maris. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Good luck this weekend, and I can't wait to watch.
1: Thank
0: you so much. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Maris. So Duke going down to Durham. Duke is starting pretty fast. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see how Notre Dame responds. Uh, Maris mentioned it. He said just control what you can control. Control uh, your game plan, control your performance. Don't necessarily think about the opponent. This is a pretty good opportunity to show how what exactly this team is made of because if they are able to come back from that heartbreaking loss on the last play of the game to then beat a ranked team on the road in a similar hectic environment being College Game Day, I think that would speak volumes of the maturity uh, of this team and its ability to only get better. And like Coach Freeman said, you know, sometimes it's, it's a good thing to have a loss, and if this team is going to get better, you better watch out. So I cannot wait to see Duke. And one important step, by the way, for Duke, they're number four in the country in pass yards allowed. So we started to see Mitch Evans, we starting to see him grow a little bit. Every time I see him play, I get more and more excited because I see these really nice touch catchers, and I'm like, Titans aren't not supposed to do that normally, but he's doing it. So I'm very excited to continue to see these young great receivers like Jaden Greathouse continue to flourish. And I think this is going to be a very big game for Sam Hartman. So we'll be back next week with reactions from that game and then preview Notre Dame's next game where they go back on the road to face Louisville. So be sure to download and subscribe to Notre Dame on NBC Podcast, on the NBC Sports YouTube channel, and wherever you get your audio podcasts. So Irish!
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up?